will please turn with me to Psalm 121, uh, verses 1 through 8. Psalm 121. So tonight we're going to discuss something that I think that would help all of us, and that is to not be too proud or too arrogant to think that you don't need help. How many have ever uh, tried to do too much yourself? I'm prone to that. I've, uh, I don't know why, but when somebody wants to help me, sometimes I feel like, oh, no, that's okay. Thanks a lot. I don't want to inconvenience you. How many felt, feel like that? Uh, especially when I'm, like, building something or something and I have a hard time teaching somebody uh, because I like, I like to do it and um, probably too much. But it's, it's human nature not to want any help. And that's not always good. That's, that's, that's not good. Uh, you know, if somebody wants to help you, that is a good sign that uh, they might like you. And that they might have a good heart. Is that right? So have, how, many, how many have ever had anybody come up to you and say, um, can I help you? Other than a car salesman. <laughs> they don't want to help you. I had one guy said, listen, I'm not here to sell you a car. Uh, that's not my, I'm just, I just want to help you buy one. Yeah. Yeah. Nut. I was, oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> but a lot of people have good hearts. And uh, God sends people, God sends ways to help you. And thank God for it. We all need help, and that's the message tonight. And we have help. God wants to help us. We were born kind of helpless. <laughs> remember that? Of course you didn't. You were a baby. <laughs> you don't remember that. You're, everybody had to take care of you. You had to get fed. You had to get changed. You had to, get every, you had to be carried wherever you went. You know, isn't that amazing how God lets you start out? You need, we, we started out needing a lot of help. And guess what happens when you get too old? I don't know how old too old is, but then you're going to need some more help. Did Remember Jesus told Peter, there's going to carry you and where you don't really want to go. And uh, when you get older, you're going to need some help. So somewhere in there, we have to realize God starts out helping us and he's going to end up helping us. But it's the in-between part that you and I, we, 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 we've got to realize God wants to help us now. Look at what David said in Psalm 121. He said uh, so much about this. Let's pray, Father, help us now to know that you want to do things for us that we cannot do for ourselves. You want to give us just enough strength to keep us going and to actually help us along the way. We thank you for it. We don't deserve it. We need it. And we ask God that you'd help us. Help us through this time that's coming up as we saw how you helped us through 2020. And we needed help back then. And Lord, we thank you for the fact that you did help us. You carried us. And now we need more help because we don't know what's happening this year. Already we're into the summer. And we pray, God, that you would help us. Help us 
more than we ever knew you could. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at uh, verse number one. I will lift up mine eyes, David said, unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth even for and even forevermore. God promises to help us. We should, we should be excited about that. I, uh, I think that sometimes I get upset with myself because I realize pride comes in and uh, it overtakes us to where we don't even think we need God's help. I had a pastor friend of mine said, I hope that the blessings of God in this church, his church, wouldn't be so wonderful that I'd forget that we, we need God to continue it. In other words, I don't want to, I don't want to run my life without God. And we shouldn't want, want to run our lives without God. Now, he could do it all if he wanted to, but he, he enjoys helping us along the way. Have, have I ever uh, told you recently about the guy in Starbucks that helped me so much? And I don't, I don't give him the credit. I hope you understand I give God the credit. My wife and I were going through financial difficulty, and uh, it, was, it was tough. We were wondering how everything was going to work out, but we, we got into this, and we were well, well deep into the ocean. We were far out to sea. There wasn't anybody around. And God had to show us that they that do business in great waters uh, do business in the deep. These shall see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. They that, that launch out into the deep, you get to see God then. And boy, when you're out there and you don't see God, sometimes that really shakes you up. But then God always comes through. And as I, as I told you, I hope my family didn't get bored to hearing it, but six different days this man came down from Canada and gave me a $100 bill. It wasn't $600 at one time. It was along the way. It took several months, I think, maybe even, maybe even as much as a year. But in the space of, I think it was a year, he gave me a $100 bill six different times. I got so embarrassed. I thought, I didn't, I didn't, I'm just embarrassed to see him because every time I saw him, I thought, he's going to do it again. What am I going to do? I can't. Hi! <laughs> you know, it's me. You can't. It's so embarrassing. Because every time I saw him, I, I, just, I, I wanted to hide. Because, and then I wanted to hide like this. <laughs> no. I knew he was, was going to do it. I just I didn't want to act like I was expecting it. He just took a shine to me and... Gave me a $100 bill six different times. You say, what's that for? God was telling me 
Now just relax, son. I'm in control, and I'm going to help you through this. And that gave us so much encouragement. And I could, I could, I could put you to sleep tonight with all the stories that God has done throughout these years. And I won't go through all of them, but I got a bunch of books in my library. I got journals of, of blessings that God. And every time I get down and I think God has forgotten about me, oh, I get into the Bible. And he says, well, get those books out and thumb through the pages again. Pretty soon you'll be smiling. I hope you have a, some kind of a list of what God's done for you. But we all need help. Help is not for the stubborn people. Help is not going to be given to proud people. Help will not come to the arrogant. God, does, God will let arrogant people and prideful people and people that are stubborn, he'll let them go for a while until they finally break down and say, I need help. <laughs> you know, it's almost like, hey, America, you need me yet? Oh, okay. All right. Go ahead. Knock your head up against a brick wall. I warned you. Oh, you do need me. You know, heard a story about, uh, I, I can't remember who it was, but there was a preacher that had a, had a, a, a child and they kept running off and they wouldn't obey. And finally, they were in a shopping center and inside one of the stores and the dad uh, had, had one of the children and he hid himself until that child started crying because he was running around and then it finally figured out well okay gonna have to show him a little lesson here you need me now daddy 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 <laughs> sometimes sometimes i like having a relationship where i'm not screaming at god i like it when I, we're just together right where i don't have to say where is god help you know but uh he does answer he does answer so it, but but if, if we're prideful and stubborn and arrogant, then you, you'll have to wait. Now God will wait until you need him. But I think we all ought to need him. Help is available uh, for those who are wise enough to admit that they need it. How many times have I tried to get something done and I forgot to ask for help? And boy, oh boy, I think if I just asked for some help earlier... I could have got it done better. Now, you say, well, I don't, I don't understand. All right, then let's go to Genesis chapter 2. Let's go there. Now, for lest you think that we can do it all ourselves, there's a pleasant little reminder in the Bible here about Adam, chapter 2, uh, verse number 18. Are you ready? Look at this. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him an help. Meet for him. Some, some uh, Baptist preacher said, That's my helpmate over there. That's not my helpmate. That's my wife. He made Adam an help. Meet for him. In other words, fit for him, good for him, just for him. See? And why do you think Eve came along? Anybody got any ideas? It's because Adam needed help. 
God made him that way. Are you, are you listening to me? God made him that way. As uh, far as I'm concerned, I don't think he had committed any sin yet. Right? I mean, my goodness, how could he? Eve wasn't even there yet. She, did, she didn't have, she wasn't even created yet. And God said, Adam, I'm going to make you and I'm going to create you and I'm going to, I'm going to give you a need. I'm going to build it, I'm build it into you and you're going to need help. And then I'm going to supply that, that need and I'm going to help you. Isn't that great? I think that's wonderful. So God did that. And boy, when he met that need, it was amazing. In fact, Adam said, whoa, man. Whoa, man, whoa, man, whoa, 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 man, whoa. Whoa, man. Woman. Woman. That's, what, that's how I read the Bible. He, he made Adam with the need. And then he provided the help. So right away, we all need help. And by the way, ladies, you know what? You need, you need to be a help. That's, that's what God created you, to be a help. So we, we fit together quite well with the needs and the help and the needs and the help and the needs and the help. My goodness, what would, what would this world be without Eve's? It'd be pretty lonely place wouldn't it be pretty hard thank god for that god said i will i will uh, meet all your needs but i'm going to give them to you i'm going to supply you with all your need all right now let's look at isaiah chapter number 41 because we also have a need uh, of help just for being you know God's own Jewish people needed help. Uh, you can see they need help today, don't they? They're getting rockets fired up, thousands of rockets. And, and we're sitting here nice and peaceful in, in our little community of Whatcom County, and we're, we're, not, we're not at war. We can go anywhere. And by the way, I heard that Starbucks, I heard they're going to take their masks off, I guess. Right? Is that right? Yep. Did they already do it? Yep. And we need. Oh, praise the Lord! We need to get that word over to Woods. <laughs> right? My wife uh, told a, a gal over there, and um, way to lead the way. <laughs> but you know, we're, we're we're at peace. We don't. We're not at war. And we 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 didn't realize that Israel needs help. They need they need help by our prayers that 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 wonderful nation boy if, if america ever turns their back on them we're going to lose our help god's not going to help us he'll help you and i because we're saved he'll help us but he won't help america we'll lose this great nation if we ever turn our back on on god's own apple of his eye yes. you watch we might be living in that uh, generation where we might see some of that happen God forbid, God forbid it, God forbid it. We, we wouldn't even be a nation if it hadn't been for the Jewish, Jewish people. 
in our history class, George Washington, uh, he needed some money. And uh, a guy named Solomon, or Solomon, uh, he, he loaned George Washington uh, well over $100,000. I mean, he, he was a banker, and uh, they needed money to buy muskets and uniforms and boots and stuff. And, and there was a Jewish man that uh, he was on George Washington's side. I don't think America would be America as we see it today right. had it not been for Israel. Right. So we're not, but, but they need help. Uh, and one day we'll need help. God's own people. Look at Isaiah chapter 41 and see how God said to his prophet Isaiah. I love this verse, one of my favorite verses. He told uh, in verse number 10, 41, 10, he told Isaiah, he said, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will what? You read it? I will help thee. How'd you like God to be your help? David said, my help cometh from the hills, and whence cometh my, I will lift up mine eyes. My help cometh from the Lord. I, I, God's helping me. I'd rather have that than all the money in the world, all the tea in China. Forget that. I don't want any tea from China anymore. I'll take, you know, might, might be laced with something, but anyway. Uh, I, China scares me. It does. I'm like, I, I love Chinese people. I just don't like their leaders. The Chinese people need help. They need God. God said to his Israelis, his Jewish people, his apple of his eye, his overwrought prophet, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Not only did Adam get created with the need, then the people of Israel, the Hebrew children, they needed God. I don't know how they would have made it over that Red Sea had God not helped them. Pharaoh was going to kill them. They had no weapons. They, had to, they didn't have time to get arms and uh, you know, spears and hooks and sword. They didn't have time to do anything. They took The only thing they had was a bunch of jewelry and, and, and uh, gold and silver and skins and stuff, and they took off out of Egypt. And by the time they got up to the Red Sea, the brink of it, here comes Pharaoh's and his army. They looked, and there's an army right there. And he's mad as a hornet. And they looked behind. They have nothing but water. They were backed up to the sea. And what did God do? He helped them. I love that. And God promises to help his people. We learned in uh, Sunday school that you and I now, because we have been saved, because we are the children of God by faith, do you realize that we, we fall under the same category as the blessings of Israel now? We get the same relationship that God had with his people. And now we're grafted in and we're children of Abraham by faith. We're related to Abraham by faith. We have the promises of God given to us. Now we're going to be heirs according to the promises of God. Isn't that wonderful? And we need help. So Adam need help. Then God's own people had to have help in the Old Testament. But look at this now. Look at Hebrews chapter 4. Did you know what you and I also need that we might not have realized? I need help communicating with God. I need help with my relationship with God. 
You need somebody in your life to help you, to motivate you, to bring you closer to God, to put a little desire in you to know God, to pray to Him. It's not natural to pray. It's not natural to go to church. That's why I don't think any pastor ought to beat up his people. They're here. How in the world how in the world should anybody come to church and get beat up? They should never get beat up. I mean, they could get corrected once in a while. That's not being beat up. They could get instructed, right? But never beat up. Our pastors around this country have failed miserably sometimes by the way they treat people. Because they're here. Praise God, you got out of bed Sunday morning, you got to church. You know who's helping you do that? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit says, come on, it's time, to, it's time to serve God. Let's look at this. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 14 through 16. Listen closely now. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. Now watch verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to what? Help. I need grace and mercy to help me. I need grace and mercy to help me. I need help to pray. I need help to go to church. I need help to uh, serve God. I can't do it on my own. I have to be moved by the Holy Spirit. God, help me to be a better Christian. God, help me to love you. Help me to love people. Help me to pray. Help me to preach. Help me to be a witness. Help me to serve God. We've got to have help. There's no way. You can't serve God on your own strength. You can't do it. If you didn't have a preacher, if you didn't have a church, if you didn't have some Christian in your life, what would you be? You wouldn't serve God if you didn't have somebody who would say, hey, you coming to church tonight? Hey, you going to be in church tomorrow? Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do that. Hey, hey, have you heard this verse? Hey, let's pray, hey, let's pray about that. Let's, and just uh, stirring us up and motivating us. I'm so glad. <laughs> oh man, a guy named Darwin Anderson. I was I was saved probably just maybe a couple years, but never in church. I got into my first church, and this felt big old tall redheaded guy, he was a bus captain. His name was Darwin Anderson. I'll never forget him. You know what he did? He said, Hey, uh, you know, uh, before you go back to the ship, uh, why, don't, why, don't you, uh, why, why don't you let me buy you lunch today? It was a Saturday, right after men's prayer breakfast. And I said, sure, thank you so much. He said, come on. So we got in his car, and uh, he said, well, before we go to lunch, there's some stuff I want to get done here. And he took me out visiting children. He said, could you go up to that door right there and find out if Johnny's coming? And I don't know their name, but I'm just using it, you know. And I, Oh, sure, no problem. Because I'm thinking, he, after we get done with this, he's, we're going to go to lunch. And I figured out what he was doing about halfway through it. 
And I realized that uh, that lunch was going to taste pretty good because we had a lot of kids on that bus. But it got me going. You know what? I, I fell in love with those kids. I fell in love with those children. And I was a bus captain for years and years. And then I had my own route. There was a bus, there was a bus that we were running in San Diego one time. My buddy and I, Doug Jordan, we had over 100 kids on that bus. It was a, like our big bus we used to have. It was 100 kids on it. You ever packed 100 kids on a school bus? Come on. That's crazy. Now they, you get a ticket for that stuff. But I, I had an ammunition for that too. I was an uh, officer. I, we had it all planned out. Like, officer, listen, before, before you give us a ticket, I want you to do something. I want you to prove that we have too many on this kit, on this bus. Try to count them. Okay, kids, this is officer so-and-so. Yeah, right. He's not a police officer. He's just out here. Uh, he's, got, he's got candy in all of his pockets. Okay, get him! <laughs> you know, uh, but I don't know. We, we, were, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. I fell in love with those kids, but I needed help. I needed help. In my Christian life, I needed help to grow. I needed God to help me. And he put so many people in my life, and he puts people in your life to help you be a better Christian. You need help. Hey, Adam, you need help. Hey, hey uh, Christian brother, you need God's help. Look at this, though. Romans 8. Look at Romans 8, chapter 8, verse 26. Let's go back to 26 and 27. You say, well, I didn't know I needed so much, so much help. Oh, my goodness, you need help. Oh, do you ever need help? Nobody's beyond help, though, amen? Everybody, everybody can get help. Look at verse 26 and 27 of chapter 8. It says, Likewise, the Spirit also, what? Helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And uh, he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. You need help to pray. And when you get down to pray, you know you've got to have some help doing that. How many have ever been what they call scatterbrained? I am a scatterbrain. I'm attention deficit disorder. And it's not even clinical. It's because I want to. <laughs> I have it because I don't want to pay attention. I've just got it. Okay? I don't need any psychotic drugs. I just don't want to pay attention sometimes. I'm sorry, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. Just being honest. But not all the time. No, no, not. No. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest all the time. It's not that I'm being honest, but not all the time. That didn't go together real good. So, yeah, sometimes I just don't pay attention. It's not a disorder. It's called being scatterbrained. Hey, I'll tell you, my mom sent me to the grocery store when we lived in the trailer park. She said, now go up and get, I want you to get licorice and stuff like this and some candy, get something for yourself, and come right back. 
okay. So I went up to the grocery store about 100 feet away. And on my way back, one of my buddies was messing around with a lawnmower. So I took this bag of, of goodies or whatever I was supposed to get. And I went down and I bypassed my trailer and went down to my buddy's house and was playing with this uh, lawnmower. And a bunch of guys were gathered around this lawnmower. And I started eating everything. And I, I went home with an empty bag. And my mom said, what did you do? You know, I said, oh, I forgot. You know, I, for, I guess I forgot. I don't know. Take a kid and put a bunch of candy in a bag and expect him not to eat some of it? Come on. Come on, man. But uh, I, I'm just... I have scatterbrain. We need help to pray. We need help when you get down to pray. You know you have the Holy Spirit helping you to bring things to your members and help you pray. Hey, Adam, you need help. Hey, Christian, you need help. God's there for you. And when we want to try to love God, you've got to have help to love Him. You have to have help to serve Him. But I want you to see this last thing. This is wonderful. And by the way, it remind, reminds me of when we were building the church. Do you know what happened when, when we got this building and then we started um, remodeling this place? It used to be a dump. You know, when, when we finally decided that we'd have to have church right here on this spot, we didn't think we could do it for years. So we just had activities here, but, but we had to have a church here. We got uh, kicked out of our old place and the guy, you know, I've told you that story. They sold the building, gave it away or whatever. But we didn't have a meeting place. We met at the hotel at $250 a, a Sunday. That was just too, too expensive. About that time, here comes this guy named John Rubio. John Rubio was a Border Patrol fellow. He got stationed up here for just a few months while we remodeled this church. And he worked so hard. He helped put in the lights. He helped do all the locks on the doors. He came over to the house and spent hours and hours just fellowshipping with us and playing cards and goofing around at night and just eating dinner and all kinds of stuff. Just, just amazing. Just, just part of our family. But God put him here for to help us get this job done. And then there was so much help that God provided for us. Uh, <clears throat> one fellow came with a semi-truck load of all the drywall that we would need. We didn't pay for any of the drywall. All of these uh, walls have two thicknesses of 5-8 drywall. That's a lot. These were 12 feet long. And there was another fellow that came up. He was a retired master electrician, a commercial electrician. He got a hotel in uh, Bellingham. I didn't know it. I thought he was driving back and forth. He got a hotel in Bellingham, came up here 7 o'clock in the morning, he helped us do all the electricity, and it still works. It's been, it's been almost 11 years, and some of these lights have yet to burn out. Do you know I have not changed all these lights yet? I'm talking about the tubes, the fluorescent tubes. Some of them have been in there for 11 years. Don't tell the devil. Amazing, isn't it? Brother, Brother Smith said, hey, you need some chairs? Boom! All these chairs came. Guy came up and uh, he says, hey, you, you don't have a heater for that building. They came up, put in a heat pump. I, we have, and then a, 
one of the guys, I knocked on a guy's door and he was at work. His wife answered the door, gave her a track. They came to church a little bit. And then he was a plumber. And he decided that uh, he'd come. He says, listen, I, I'm just going to come take care of that plumbing for you. Here they come with jackhammers. They had to jackhammer that back slab and put the pipe in the underneath the slab. We had to pour concrete. He's out here hooking up the septic and hook. He gave us a drinking fountain, all the sinks. I mean, it's just amazing. So much help. I'm 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 not I'm not uh, somebody that wants wants to walk around with my hand out. I'm not going. Hey, can you help me? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm a little hard to ask for help. But boy, did God help us. Amen. He did. I mean, he did everything. I, I'm still just amazed at it. Just amazed at how much help that he gave us. I remember Brother um, <clears throat> Myrick saying <clears throat> on a Wednesday night, we told the church that we needed a new roof, so we were praying. We didn't have the internet, Ben. We didn't have it online. This is this is totally God that did that. I got home after we told the church that we decided that we'd start raising money to put a new church uh, roof on. So we went home after church that night. It was on a Wednesday night. I got a call from Brother Myrick. He said, hey, you guys got any projects you're working on up there? I know you always have something going on. What are you going to do? You got anything going on right now? I want to help. I want to give you some money. And I thought, wow, how did he know? He said, yeah, I'll just send you the credit card and you can, what do you got? I know you got something going on. I said, just tonight we decided to put a new roof on. He goes, that's great. I'll pay for it. <laughs> so he paid for the roof. I, I'm just amazed. You say, you, you expect that all the time? Yeah. <laughs> After all that we've been through, I'm not, I'm not begging for it. I said, Lord, you got us this far. You're going to help us more. I know you are. It's going to work. I'll just, I'll just be faithful. And you just take care of it. Amen. Amen. That's how it works. But now I want to give you one more verse because this is different. Do you know that after all that God does for you, that you can help God and you can help other people. You can be godly by the way you help others, but you can help God. He Does he need any help? What would you say to that? Does God actually have to have us help him? I don't think so. But does he like it? Look at 3 John, and we're going to finish. 3 John, what a tremendous thought that you and I <clears throat> have been helpers, fellow helpers, fellow helpers to the truth. If you, if you uh, mark this down in your Bible, you'll never forget it. Look at verse number, uh, number 1 through 8, and we'll be done. 3 John, verse 1 through 8. <clears throat> the elder unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth, Behold, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee. Even as thou walkest in the truth, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Beloved, <clears throat> thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren, 
and the strangers, which have borne witness of thy charity before the church, whom if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou shalt do well. Because that for his name's sake they went forth taking nothing of the Gentiles. We therefore ought to receive such that we might be, here it is, fellow helpers to the truth. You know what Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. God helps us all the time. God helps us in our prayer life. God helps us in our living, in our supply. He helps everything we do. He, he carries us. He helps us. And now he says, no, but I want you to be my helper so you can help me. And I thank God. That's the beauty of being a servant of the Lord, to help him. Look at that. Fellow helpers to the truth. Receive such that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. Whenever we take an offering, whenever we do something for anybody else, whenever we take a missionary, uh, whenever we do anything, <clears throat> you serve the Lord in any capacity, we're helpers to the truth, and we're actually being godly that we might also be a help to other people. Let's bow our heads for prayer. <clears throat>